You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heatherly Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with musicians and artists from Chattanooga and the surrounding areas. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Today's episode is sponsored by Tremont Tavern. Tremont Tavern is at the corner of Hickson Pike and Tremont Street. It is a local favorite neighborhood bar. Most people think it's the number one burger in town. Along with Open Mic on Tuesday, they have trivia on Monday, free pint night on Wednesday, burger night on Thursday, and live music on the weekends. There is a reason everyone loves Tremont Tavern. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. I am your host, Heatherly Holt, and today we have, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I'm Bradford Loomis. I'm Brett Thompson. I'm very excited to have them here because this is the first stop on their tour outside of North Carolina, which is very exciting because they are out of town guests. We are playing a house show tonight. I'm very excited to have them. First, let's talk about where you're from. I'm from the Seattle, Washington area. I live about two hours east but born and raised in the Puget Sound. And you've been there your whole life. Yeah. And you're from? I'm just outside of Seattle in Greensboro, North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you guys meet? Out on the road. I was looking for some house show hosts, and Brett responded. And so he hosted a show for us in Winston-Salem when we were out on the road. We met there and hit it off, and so we come back through his town a few different times and heard him play guitar. We had to press him into service and have him play with us. I play in a group called the Banner Days also, so this is my first solo tour in a while out this way. So this is called Bradford Loomis, right? Yep. What would you call your style of music? I call it soulful folk music. It's definitely folk narrative driven, but it's it's definitely got some soul vibe to it. A lot of people are calling that Americana these days. There's some Americana. Uh, to me, I picture a specific instrumentation when I hear Americana. It's like country instrumentation, mm-hmm. but not country style. Mm-hmm. And there's some elements to that on my new record, but it's uh, it's definitely got a soulful vibe to it as well. Very cool. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and play a song. Let's do an original. All right, let's do one.
<laughs> of his writing. So he just has a way with words and images that is powerful. So the past few people that I've had on this podcast have done Bruce songs, Bruce covers. Oh yeah? Do you know any? I do. You want a thing?
Very nice. Thank you. Where are you headed after this? We head down to Atlanta tomorrow night, and then we're out to uh, Brooksville, Florida, and then West Palm Beach on Monday, back to Bradenton, back to West Palm Beach <laughs> the next night, and then we're up to Jacksonville, Charlotte, Statesville, and then Greensboro again. Very nice. Wow, that's a big tour. Yeah. So, are they all house shows? No. Uh, tomorrow we're playing at the Red Clay Music Foundry, okay. and then we play at a church, and then we play a house show, house show, church, house show, uh, club, and then church. Can you tell me I about a in there, the but. house show scene? I don't, much, I don't know much about it. I'm very curious. Well, I mean, the whole idea behind the house show is just, it's creating a different space and a different environment for the engagement of the arts. And so rather than having music at a noisy bar, you get to invite people into a quieter, more intimate, engaging space where it's more interactive. Um, you can get into the backstory on songs a bit more. And it's my absolute favorite way to experience music. Yeah, it seems really cool. So how do you get in touch with these people who do the house shows? Well, it can be a little tricky, especially if you're playing in places you've never played before. Mm-hmm. But uh, social media, having videos out on, on YouTube. Do they contact you or do you contact them? Both. Mm-hmm. Uh, more commonly, I'm reaching out, just kind of throwing out on Facebook and Twitter and my email list. Uh, hey, I'm headed to these general areas. Anybody in these states want to do a house show between this time frame? And I just kind of sift through the responses and lay out a route that makes sense. This is intriguing me. It's the best way to go. I mean, it's hard playing in a bar, you know, play in a town you've never played at before. It is. And you're not going to make much money. Mm-hmm. Most people won't be listening. And I like the challenge of that, of like trying to win people over. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we're storytellers. You want to tell your story to people who actually care to hear it. When you're singing your heart out, you want people listening. Right. Not trying to talk over you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think to some extent, too, it harkens back to something in us with music that way back when, like way back when, music was done around the fire or music was done around gatherings and community. And that community may have been for protection or whatever it was back then but I think there's something that something about community and something about being in somebody's personal space Mm -hmm. to experience something together Mm -hmm. is a pretty powerful experience that you're not going to get anywhere else why don't you play another original for us what is this one swinging bell Uh, this is a tune uh, that I wrote with my wife but the irony is that it's about my wife Mm -hmm. So uh, she's, she's a fantastic writer, and uh, she really helps me to see my writing in a different place or from a different perspective. And so this song is about our relationship and just the, the record is about fear and it's about engaging life in a meaningful way. A lot of that has to do with looking at the things we've been handed from our families and our lineage and both good and bad, and sifting through those things. And so this is a song about that sifting process Mm -hmm. and how my wife changed that for my family. Goes back to that fear thing. What's the title of your album? Bravery in the Bell. Mm. Yes.
Fifteen-year-old boy, eleven and nine-year-old girls. Very fun. That's a yeah. handful. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, are they all into music and stuff? You? Uh, in various forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my son is—he's uh, really into punk rock and electric guitar and that sort of thing. Uh, my middle child loves to sing; mm-hmm. sings all the time. And then my youngest plays violin. Mm-hmm. She's learning violin. Oh. Yeah. So every episode, I talk a little bit about open mics. I've really enjoyed the open mics that I've played at. It's a great way to workshop some songs. I've been in really noisy open mics, and then I've been in some really good ones where the talent pool is is really good, 
and uh, everyone there knows that. And so, there's so a lot you say you're going to Red Clay. Have you ever been to Eddie's Attic? I have. Ever, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. We've done that a couple times. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. I've met and I've met some really good friends there. In fact, our Jacksonville house show host, I met her playing at Eddie's Attic. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. And that they that they promote that too. One of the best things you can get from it is all the people that you meet. Did you win when you played? Yes. You did. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Awesome. We were lucky enough to win both times. Yeah, it was cool. So when you're traveling and on tour and you have some time or whatever, do you look, search and seek out for an open mic maybe? I generally don't. If for whatever reason we've got a, a cancellation, we'll go find an open mic or we'll write. And that's always the question. Do we write or do we go to an open mic? And yeah. so we've had good experiences both ways. What do you think your most favorite open mic has been? That's a great question, because Eddie Owens that they do at the Red Clay is really cool, and that's one where the audience is very respectful. There's an open mic in Seattle at the Connor Burns Pub in Ballard that's pretty famous, and that one's a lot of fun, and the Head and the Heart met at that open mic. They used to play there quite frequently, or one of them would host, and the Who's Who of Seattle, Alan Stone, played that open mic. I've met a lot of really cool people and played with some cool people and hung out with really cool people that don't like it's a lot of talents come through that that's that one's kind of hard to not have on the list mm-hmm. is it similar to Eddie's Attic how there's no talking and two songs no no <laughs> it is definitely a pub environment that's fine uh, where you where you gotta win the crowd uh-huh. it's, it's it's challenging in that sense yeah, but, uh, yeah. I don't mind those I enjoy those well, let's do another cover. Okay. It's a Leonard Cohen song.
have any fun stories from being on the road? I have two contrasting stories. Okay. So I was at a, a house show in Oregon. This is right on the coast. It was a rainy, soggy day. So this house show was, was uh, well-timed, and it was a nice respite. It's rainy a lot on the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but So there's a lot of hippies in the, in the room at this particular show, and there was a gal that was playing, and I was standing in the back adjusting my iPad. That's where I keep my set list, and I was moving the songs around, trying to figure out what I was going to play when. And I noticed the, the gal in front of me is swaying back and forth. She had her shirt halfway up her back. It took me a second to realize she was breastfeeding while she was standing and swaying back and forth watching the show. And I thought, all right, well, uh, that's some serious multitasking. Uh, And she's clearly comfortable and enjoying herself, so more power to her. I didn't think too much of it. About 10 minutes later, it was my turn to play, and so I moved up front. I was tuning my guitar, getting ready to start. I looked down, and she's sitting right in front of me. And so now I realize she's got her shirt all the way up. And so she's, she's just breastfeeding, you know, boobs out right there. And so I'm looking up, you know, in the corner of the room, trying to find a place to put my eyes. And I'm thinking, man, that is going to be distracting. It's a lot of exposure. It took me a second to realize she had leaned forward and said something to me. And so my brain finally caught up and I realized she said, um, your fly is down. <laughs> So we're actually both thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, the irony. Yes, indeed. So what do you like to do when you're not playing music? Besides raising your, your bundles of joys, who are yeah. big people now. Well, I've entered into a very dangerous phase of life. I have taught myself to thoroughly enjoy working and emailing people for shows. So that <laughs> gives me a tremendous sense of uh, enjoyment. But when I, when I shut down the computer, my wife and I, we like really nerdy board games. Those are fun. What, what are your favorite ones? We have one you've probably never heard of. It's called Sentinels of the Multiverse. That's not nerdy at all. <laughs> How does that one go? It totally is. It's like a, a superhero card game. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I want to tell you too much more about it. <laughs> so, what, what's one that we would we would know? Your average oh, listener. Settlers of Catan, maybe. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one's good. Pandemic. Mm-hmm. That one's a little bit more famous. Are you a that Dungeons and Dragons person? I totally was as a kid, yeah. <laughs> Does your whole family play? They do, yeah. Aww. Yeah. It's yeah. a good way to get the whole family together. We, we bring a bunch of board games and we'll go sit at the beach mm-hmm. in Washington, which is always rainy, and uh, we'll sit indoors and just play board games. So fun. Yeah, so fun. We'll do one more cover. Okay.
<laughs> yeah, amazing. I like the same dad. So great. Oh, thanks. That's a fun song. <laughs> yeah. Where can people find more about you and your music and all that good stuff? Well, my website is bradfordloomis.com. And so that's definitely a good resource. We have all our tour dates. I have a new record coming out, Bravery and the Bell. When will um, that be out? Bravery and the Bell comes out March 24th. You can pre-order the record there. Mm-hmm. You can also hear my other previous records. And I even have a little spooling page of images. And if you click on the Banner Days one, that takes you to another group that I'm in called the Banner Days. Cool. Yeah. And what kind of band is that? You ever heard of the Civil Wars? Mm-hmm. It's like the Civil Wars, but a little bit more upbeat. Cool. Very yeah. cool. I always wish they were a little more upbeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast today. Thanks and for having us. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. And I'm very excited about like, promoting your new album stuff that's on here. So now we will listen to some more music that they did live at this house show today. Uh, well, we're gonna play another song off the uh, off the new record. You guys doing alright? Mm-hmm. You okay if we do a few more? Yeah. This is a song called "Across the Divide." I uh, had a chance to write this with a buddy out in LA. The whole LA scene is is very much not me, but it's fascinating. It's like going to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> or kind of like, have you guys ever seen people at Walmart? <laughs> I feel bad for that because it's, every Sunday. I don't like judging people and. and but it's, it's fascinating. Or like awkward family photos where you're just like, wow, there's, there's some unique looking people out there. Um, although every time I go to LA, I get a lot of weird looks. I know they're thinking the same thing. They've never seen a seven foot tall dwarf. You know, this is called Across the Divide.
Frosty.